Octavia's fate and whereabouts are uncertain after a climactic showdown in the Shadowfell. Will she wake up? Where might she find herself? And what happened to Crag? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by war with monsters for 15 years. So I have to add an addendum to the introduction topics from last episode. Uh, We were talking about the crit cards we had received, and we had received many uh, from D&D Head and Beast Machine 21, and we still thank you for that. Uh, We also got a few more from uh, Grace, who I forgot to mention, even though the email was in our our inbox, and and I have those cards listed in the list. Uh, So, sorry. We appreciate you. Thank you for sending those in. Thanks, Grace. Uh, yeah, so so a nice uh, couple hits, couple fails. So those are those are in our rotation, and uh, we'll we'll see when we get to use them. I hope I get to use all of the crit successes. All of them. all of them. <laughs> we will see. We will see. I love our crit cards. But uh, so thank you for that. Sorry that I forgot to to mention you. Don't, please, please don't take it personally. Keep listening. Uh, please, 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 please tell your friends. <laughs> they don't even have to listen. Just download it. Just download it. it. Just download just it like five times. <laughs> just go on their phone and download it just for sub- them. Su- su- subscribe, subscribe to us. Download yeah. every episode twice. And then listen on Spotify. Uh, all of all of the all of the <laughs> listeners, please, please help us. Help us. Um, oh man! Not to sound desperate, or but anything, we are. Or I mean, not really, but yeah. <laughs> it'd be awesome. Tell, tell you, friends. Let's build a podcast empire. Well, a little late to the game. There. Yeah, I know. Five oh. years behind the behind the ball. Behind the the queue. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where that's where we are. We got plenty. So we're we're stocked and loaded. But if you are inspired, please send us more. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll see how many we get through. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I had. I didn't have much. I wanted to maybe talk about our our fun snipping game. Oh, okay. Go <laughs> go for it. So Austin, this game that's been out for a while. I know. I know this game has been out for a while, but Austin and I are always in search for fun couch co op type of games. Just because at the end of the day, sometimes we don't want to play something that's like super intense, but we don't want to just like sit like bumps on a log and watch TV or something. So we really like um, non competitive co op games because um, someone's a sore loser. I, well, I won't tell you which of which of the two of us that is. I've gotten better well, <laughs> through I, the years. I didn't. I didn't call so anybody I out know. specifically. Well, yes, you did. By process <laughs> of elimination, you went unrepresented. Yes, been talking about me. I have definitely been a sore loser and can still be a sore loser, but I do believe I have grown and matured over the years. But regardless, 
uh, we discovered it's not at all new, but this fun. What is it called? Snipper clips. Snipper clips from on the on the switch where you're just like this little this little creature that can like cut itself and cut your friends into different shapes. This sounds terrible as I'm describing it. You're like little paper sheets. Yeah. Cut into different shapes. So that you can make different shapes and solve puzzles. Yeah. I mean, this game has been out since the Switch came out. It was like what they they demoed it on. It's super fun, though. We just Uh, got a Switch, though, a couple months ago. we, We played through both the Overcooked and those... After you get through the easy stages at the beginning, I can only play about 20 minutes of that before I'm yeah. about to have an aneurysm. <sighs> we got through those. It always, I don't I don't mean to laugh at your always having an aneurysm, but <laughs> it brings me, it makes me laugh so much oh, how frustrated you get, which I I'm sorry about. But get very frustrated. <laughs> it does bring me entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of I, I my stages of frustration i start out okay and i can deal with it the longer it goes on i get very loud and i start shouting at the tv and <laughs> then do. after i get to peak frustration i get very quiet <laughs> and i don't say anything and that's when you know we i'm about 60 off. seconds from losing everything <laughs> and we should just quit now while we're ahead <laughs> so we played through both the overcooked and those are a lot of fun and then we we got a new uh, what's it called moving moving out moving out it's like a packing it's basically overcooked but you move things out of houses mm-hmm. and you like smash windows and break tvs and it's it's fun but then we got to a certain stage that is set in a juice factory and again i, I about I about lost my mind <laughs> several times and we were like let's look for something that's just a bit less pressure mm-hmm. no time constraints yeah like puzzle puzzle just, based just little puzzles and so we, I, I was like, I remember this game because I played the demo of it when I think one of my friends, you know, had a Switch or, mm-hmm. or maybe at like, do they still have those things in like Walmart or Best Buy where you go down and they have the game console set up on TVs that you can like play demos on? I have no idea. Uh, I haven't been in one of those stores I, in a while. Yeah, same. And, and if I have, I haven't come back to the TV section. So, But whenever my mom would like go shopping, we'd go to the electronic shop and just play through the demos on like the original xbox mm-hmm. like spyro or whatever good times good times and then there was our orthodontist had i think an n64 with tony hawk pro skater on it oh that's fun was tony hawk pro skater on n64 i, I don't, don't think so well, shoot i don't remember it was some console with tony hawk pro skater and so while we were waiting for our appointments we'd we'd play that unless there was some other kid in there who got to it before us but. and then you just kicked him out of the way and took it anyway no we just wait for for their appointment to get called and then that's a really fun thing to have in an orthodontist office it's a really good call it was a nice you know there's the tony hawk pro skater is a very you can't get mad about too many things there's no violence i mean i guess there is one stage where you can like fall into a lava pit because you're skating around a foundry but you know it's not like violence violence. so good times good times Mm -mm -mm. so that's our fun newly found but not new to the world game not new to the world most of the world already do about this (laughs) But, but hey, we're, we're a little behind. This the is the Gamble Jarfy Revelation Hour. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, yeah, that's that's what we've been up to. Uh, we should probably get back into the game. Yeah. Some stuff happened. I know. Stuff did happen. Stuff did happen. Many, many stuffs. Yes. After your time in the Shadowfell with your friend me, Craig, doing stuff, trying to reseal the abyss, which you think you've done, at least for the time being. Uh, before a crocodile-handed arm shot out and 
seemingly possessed Craig's body and threw him through a portal to goodness knows where and tried to kill you before some being interposed themselves between you and presumably saved your life. Who knows? Maybe you're actually dead. And I'm going to tell you to roll up a new character on air. That'd be a twist. Wouldn't that be a twist, everybody? <laughs> no, nah, if I'm going to kill you, I'm going to do it the right way. <laughs> so the last thing you remember is a blue hand wreathed in holy light touching you on the forehead. After an indiscernible amount of time being unconscious, you're probably not, you're, I mean, you're not conscious that you're unconscious. Mm-hmm. But eventually your eyes start to peel open. Everything's kind of blurry. The light coming in is, is, you know, dilating your pupils. It takes a moment to figure out where you are, but eventually you, you stir weakly and you find yourself in a bed wrapped in soft white sheets. You've got some bandages around your head that you can feel. Not over your eyes, because you can kind of see in, in blurry vision, and all of your limbs feel tingly. After your eyes adjust a little bit, you start, you know, kind of moving around in, in your bed, turning your head side to side to to see what there is to see. You see a figure sitting in a chair in the corner of the room. Looks like whatever it is is kind of dozing off. Maybe you groan inadvertently as you're starting to move around. Everything's sore. You feel Oof. achy. This figure starts and uh, kind of stands up and, and you can tell even through the blurry vision that it's looking over at you. And you hear it say, Wait, I, I think she's waking up. And then it moves over. You hear a door open and close. And it rushes out of the room. The room is empty for a few moments. And your vision sort of really comes to. And you, you look around at what looks like a fantasy hospital room. <laughs> it's immaculately clean. There's a window on the wall. And you can see off. It looks like you're a few stories up, and you think you can see the uh, white stone architecture of Stag Pine far below. Oh. There's a potted plant in the opposite corner next to a small table that has like a mortar and pestle and some herbs and salves and jars that you can't quite read the labels of. Medicinal things, you would guess. You can kind of sit up straight and, and take a take in your surroundings, but after a few more moments... The door at the front of the room swings open, and a group of people enter. Your vision now clear. You can immediately recognize leading the pack is your good friend, Karhus. Yay! He's looking a bit more rested than the last time you saw him. Mm -hmm. He's wearing uh, cleaned armor and fresh, like, tunic underneath. He has smaller bags under his eyes. (laughs) Following him, you see your family. Uh, your father, Armand, your mother, Marguerite, your brother, Antony, and at last, you do see your sister, Celia. Following them is what is pretty obviously some sort of priestess or cleric in long white robes with a holy symbol of Al-Absalon hanging from her neck. They all kind of surround your bed. Carhoon leans over and says, Hey, uh, it's good good to have you back with the living. Uh, sorry to leave you hanging there. Uh, your family has been in recovery as well but uh the the doctors here had them under bed rest but i told them i would i would summon everyone as soon as you woke up so you know good good to have you back Uh, it means good i mean when did what 
When did I get here? Take it easy. I'll, I'll, we'll, everyone will will. And wait, just take a moment to wake yourself up. I feel like she's gonna like pat the the bed and everything and be like, "Where, where, where's Fumis and 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 everyone?" Where? Oh yes, don't don't worry. Um, I've I've got those more uh, sensitive items of yours, but the rest of your equipment has been cleaned and it's there's like probably a shelf under that mm-hmm. table with a basket that's got all of your all your doodads okay but you but you have you probably still you you've the... probably still got the ring on just because oh, okay. that's something that you can't really take off but yeah he's we'll just say he's holding okay. the staff he's like yeah don't don't worry i wasn't okay. gonna let anybody else uh get a hold of these good good they're not talking to me which is kind of weird but i mean i think they like you better Oh, that's not necessarily a good thing. So, I mean, you maybe feel yourself. I don't know. Anyway, um, we'll have to, he leans down and kind of whispers, we're going to have to talk about whatever went down out there, but I think you have some more pressing things. Uh, And then he kind of steps back and, and sits in the chair. The cleric comes around and she says, I'm glad you're recovering. My name is uh, Priestess Bethany. I've been your primary caretaker. You probably have a lot of questions, and I can answer all of them in time. Um, But if you'd like, you can have a few moments uh, with your family. I understand a lot of you have been through quite the ordeal, so uh, I'll I'll be here. And once you've gotten back up to speed, I'm happy to uh, apprise you of your situation. Or I can talk to you now. It's it's really your choice. No, I I mean. What's happened's happened, but I, I, yeah, I want to, I want to talk to my family. Great. Um, just let me know if you feel any sharp pains or uh, uneasiness. I mean, besides a general uneasiness, I feel okay at least right now. Excellent. Great. 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 Uh, yeah. So I'll just be over here with, uh, with, with your friend, and just let me know if you need anything. Uh, and she kind of steps back and stands over by Carhoon. Uh, the rest of your family kind of huddles around your your mother and father on one side and your brother and sister on the other. Uh, your your mother and father look about as they looked uh, when you had left them long, long ago. They seem to have regained some of uh, the color since the last time you had seen them as they were a bit, uh, you know, malnourished mm-hmm. uh, in not great, great states, but they seem a little bit healthier now. Looks like they've had some rest, some food, some R&R, some TLC, all of that good stuff. Uh, your brother and sister are on the other side, and they're they're looking about the same. They look like they've been through some stuff. Uh, Anthony looks like a, a grizzled veteran at this point. Uh, he's, you know, they're all kind of wearing hospital gowns, so just like white robes that mm-hmm. don't really have anything on them. But he's got like five o'clock shadow, and his eyes look steely and Perennial cold. five o'clock shadow. Yeah, basically. Uh, and Celia is there and, and she's, you know, got some of the spring in her step from before, but definitely, uh, has been through some traumatic experiences in the mm-hmm. past several weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they, they gather around and, and kind of group hug you. You're all, I mean, you're all, you're all here and, 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 and you're mostly okay. Where your, your father speaks up and he says, where? We're all doing very well, thanks to you. That was a brave thing you did back there. I, we're all very, very 
proud of you as much as it pains me to see you in, in a position of such danger. Oh, thanks. I mean, just doing, doing, you know, what I can. I mean, if you guys could do what I could do, I, I you know, don't doubt that you probably would have done the same. But thanks, Dad. I really appreciate it. He leans down and he says, is, is there more you have to do? Because if you want my opinion, I, I think you've done enough. And I think it's time that this family can be a, a family again. We're all back here. We're, we're safe. I know you have gifts, but they're, you know, they're, they're raising an, an army now. Surely you can take yourself out of, of the fight and not go riding back into into danger again? I'm not sure. Um, I I don't think what I need to do is done, unfortunately. But I don't really know what's everything that's going on there, raising another army? What's the, what is the scoop? Uh, I, I don't have all of the details after we're done here. I'm, I'm told that some very important people need to speak with you, and I'm sure they're going to want to send you back on to the front lines. But you you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And Antony kind of looks, and he's like, cut us some slack, Dad. It's uh, unprecedented times right now. We all have to do what we all have to do. If, if you think the two of us are just going to sit here, he says, well, I, I don't want to speak for you, Octavia, but as soon as I'm fighting fit, I'm going back out there, Dad. And Armand stands up straight and he just kind of steps back with a small frown on his face. I mean, and this is kind Yeah, I mean, Antony's right, Dad. I mean, this... I mean, this is going to be in the history of Moir for hundreds of years. And... I mean, I sure wouldn't necessarily have wanted to be here now. And I'm sure all of us would have rather, you know, had our lives be a hundred years ago or a hundred years in the future or something. But, I mean, we can't really help that we're here now. And if there's something we can do, I mean, I think he's right, Dad. We... We need to do the thing, things for people who can't do anything to help. But we, we Sinclairs, we're, we're, we're healers. We're not fighters. And he looks at Anthony and says, I, at least we were. You've always been gifted with the, the herbs and the salves. We could uh, help those who put themselves in, in harm's way, maybe. And, and Marguerite puts a hand on his shoulder. And he says, I, I, I think they're, they're, they're adults now. Armand, they can make their own choices. She's got tears welling up in her mm-hmm, eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you three even, you, you know, mom, dad, and and you, my dear Celia, you, you three also, you taught me everything I know about, you know, healing and, and medicinal properties and everything. So I don't doubt that. I mean, I don't know. You, we could set up a, you know, mushroom cloud part two here in Stagpine and your gifts will and your abilities are definitely not going to go unneeded you may be right I just wish I didn't have to give you up again I wish I didn't have to go either 
He just puts a hand on your shoulder now. Mm-mm. Not like hold it. This. This might help it all come to an end, Dad. Like, we were there when Lake Ansel first saw everything. And maybe we can be there when we see it all end. And that would be a good thing. He nods imperceptibly, but casts his eyes down, and you can tell he is he is feeling a, a deep sadness. Mm-hmm. I give his hand a squeeze. Do you say anything else? Well, I'm just glad that you're all here, and you're all mostly okay. And again, I'm sorry that, you know, you were taken because of me. Um, and... Yeah, I'm just sorry about that. I wish I could have gotten to you guys faster and found you sooner. Um, and I'm, you know, I wish I hadn't, it hadn't taken that long. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad that you're all here standing and able to be here. Well, we're glad we can all be together at once, your father says, even if it's for a briefest time as, as this. Love you guys. We love you too. Priestess Bethany comes back over. She says, You can take a few more moments, but uh, they really should be getting back to recovery. They've had, again, quite the ordeal. And unfortunately, as much as I would recommend you uh, stay confined to bed rest for at least a week, the powers that be uh, have overruled me on this and... Uh, well, let's just say they need to see you in, in short order. So okay. um, I hate to do this. This is very uh, a, a touching scene, but unfortunately there are things that must be attended to. Makes sense. And and I'll 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 say I mean guys I'll 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 come by and like say bye before I head out or anything. So so yeah, I'll I'll talk to you guys again soon, I promise. They hug you, Anthony says I'll see you out there. <laughs> and uh, as as the group is going, Celia puts a, her hand on your hand and she just uh, has been un- uncharacteristically mm-hmm. quiet. And she just says, you have to come back. And then she squeezes your hand. And I'm then, going to. I'm going to. I'm going to come back. And then she turns around and follows the rest of your family out. <sighs> Priestess Bethany comes back up, gives you a moment to uh, compose yourself. She says, ah, well, I, I, again, I, I really do hate to do that. I, I understand what family means in times like these, but unfortunately, time stops for no one. Right. You've been through a lot. Uh, yes. From, from what I hear. <laughs> that is a bit of an understatement, but it is indeed not an incorrect one. <laughs> the details of which I'm not necessarily privy to, but all I can tell you that you're probably interested in is that we found you from seemingly out of nowhere on the steps of this temple. Okay. Some of our order had heard some something like a clap of thunder, a loud crash, and we came out, and you were lying on the steps unconscious, smelling a bit of ozone. Mm-hmm. 
You okay. had something of a head wound. I'm not sure if it uh, came from where wherever you had been before or when you were deposited on, on our steps. We're not sure who left you or why, but uh, we, we took you in, and when you were recognized, the appropriate people came to... Uh, came to deal okay how long ago was that you've been out for about four days oh my goodness it's been it's been some time uh, but you've been stable so we were hoping it was merely a, a matter of time i'm hate to rush this recovery process but everyone who seems to know you has told me you're a hardy folk and should be back on your feet in no time uh. So, can, can you tell them that, you know, maybe I need, I don't know, another half day or something? I have lobbied for your uh, continued recovery for quite some time, but my pleas have fallen on deaf ears, as it were. Okay. So unfortunately, uh. I, I am to uh, recuse you from my care as soon as you are able, and uh, you will be... Going over to to meet the governor, I'm told. Okay. Uh, some some things are shaking up. So uh, your your equipment is here. We've had it uh, cleaned and uh, and oiled and attended to. Thank you I so believe. much. Uh, your friend here, Carhoon, has everything else you will require. Please do not hesitate to return and uh, find me or, or really anyone if you find yourself in need. I. It goes against everything that I was brought to believe to let you go in such a state. But again, I have been overruled. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Um, well, thank you for your thank you for your care and for um, the orders taking care of my family. I mean, I, I I don't know if you've been able to 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 see the little bit of a of a difference that is in me, but you know, thank you for for doing Al Absalon's will and, and really rising to the healing challenge. Well, that is what we are called to do. I only wish we could take care of you for longer. Can I ask about this head wound? What? And she'll like kind of feel her bandaged It's head. like a bump on the back of your head. Okay. Uh, it uh, Again, it just looks like blunt force trauma. Okay. I... Do not know from whence you came, but it looks like perhaps you you suffered it when you were uh, dropped on our steps. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> of course, so oh, that's kind of ironic. It it's relatively mild. I don't think you have a concussion or anything. Okay, but it, you just Good. might have a, a headache for a little while. Well, loss of brain cells probably won't do much to my intelligence, so I think we're I think we're a okay there. I will have some food brought to you. You're probably uh, famished, and uh, Karhun can get you up to speed. And as soon as you are uh, feel feel the strength return to your limbs, you are to head over to the uh, citadel and and meet with the governor. So please uh, make yourself comfortable. Uh, take what time you need. I, I urge you not to rush yourself, even mm-hmm. though everyone else may be. And. Uh, Yes, it's it's been a pleasure looking out for you. And again, do not hesitate to return here if you have any other uh, ailments, side effects, uh, discomfort. We're happy to to take care. I will. Uh, the food Thank will you. be in shortly. Perfect. I I wasn't didn't really feel it, but as soon as you mentioned it, I'm I am 
ravenous. Yes. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I wish you good luck, and I do hope that that uh, whatever is needed of you is not too taxing. Thank you. And uh, she turns and walks out, and a few moments later, an orderly comes in with a tray of food. Mm, There's nice. like a bowl of porridge and some bread and uh, cheese, a little bit of fruit and yeah, some cheese and yeah. water and and whatnot. I feel like she needs a, a little a little glass of brandy to also like brace her mm-hmm. spirits, <laughs> but not on the empty stomach after the porridge. Uh, so they set that up on like a tray table on your bed and. You can start digging in. Okay. Carhoon pulls his chair over to the side and he says, um, Yeah, uh, you're going to have to tell me what happened to you, but on my end, everything actually went relatively smoothly. Okay. Uh, your family and I made it out of the city, and shortly afterward, some uh, hobgoblin just like appeared out of nowhere with your sister and, and dropped her off with us, and then uh, apparently teleported away, which was kind of... Okay. Unsettling, but we got her back. Uh, we we made the journey over here. Um, got back in touch with those uh, Griffin Riders, and we were all managed to to ferry back about you know a few you know four or five five days ago. Uh, you weren't actually gone gone for that long, maybe a day. Oh, so, really? Yeah, you you sh- popped back up on the steps. Not incredibly long after uh, after I showed up with your family. Okay. Point of order. I did not tell anyone uh, the exact details of where you were or I what think, you were doing. I think that was wise. Uh, I told them that as we had been surveilling Lake Ansel, things had gone uh, poorly. You had found your family and in an effort to rescue them, uh, you had been captured but I had made it out that is safe and sound. Not technically incorrect. Yes. So, so I thought that uh, telling them that you kind of teamed up with Craig might not go over incredibly well. No, so that's probably a good call, yeah. That is yours to, to say okay. uh, if you want, but I think we can deal with that later yeah um this is is yours and he hands the staff over leans it against the bed and he puts the belt like on your on your lap mm-hmm. again they weren't talking to me i think they knew you were still alive out there or rather you were you were gonna wake up at some point so yeah uh, you well can, that's good at least uh, i i suppose so uh okay and so uh uh the priestess mentioned this army or so what is going on with that? Yeah, um, I think it would be best to let the governor explain things. Okay. He has more details than I. Okay. Uh, but things are moving quickly. Okay. Okay. Which is why, unfortunately, you you don't have really much time to recover. Because I think our services, well, really, your services will be needed again. Well, I was definitely missing you. <laughs> In the Shadow Plains, so it's definitely our services. I had really wished that you had been there, because you have a really great to hit. And Well, I'm sure Craig does too, and he gets one extra attack, so statistically he's <laughs> probably cooler than I am. No one is as cool as you, Carl. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, um... Okay, well, I guess I should... I mean, do you want, do you want me to... I, I want to tell you what went down, because, like... 
Yeah, if you want to get on the on the same page, yeah, um, I'm fine with that. But uh, I just want to say I'm I'm glad you're alive, and uh, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back, and and thanks for being there. Right when I was waking up, it's it's really good to see you because uh, I don't think anyone else could as well understand the wild stuff that has been going on. Well, we have been through some pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Those doctors wanted to keep me in bed rest, but uh, I met them. <laughs> I've been through worse and survived, so. It is, it's kind of funny thinking of you <laughs> on bed rest, too. Yeah. Uh, but the, the real quick 50,000 50, foot view, uh, the, the, the griffin back view, Craig and I went to the shadow plane. We got there. We got to the door portal thing Mm -hmm. that he had started to you know crack the shield to we fought other things and it was really bad but that's kind of neither here nor there um and uh so the devils were using part of craig's soul to pierce this um portal shield Hmm. yeah um kind of using him as like an anti-me basically type of thing like uh because i've accepted kind of the divinity in me um and craig definitely hasn't and so we'd have like different energy type of thing um and so i was able to oh we fought uh craig's uh crastus okay yeah fun um so we fought uh fallen angel and a demonic celestial flying lion. That sounds pretty rad. It, it was pretty cool. I turned into a flying killer whale. It was oh. really neat. I was gigantic. Wow. wow. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I had, I had never turned into that before. I think <laughs> I must have seen one in the planet water because like it was huge. Have. That's the only logical explanation. Exactly. Um, but okay. Anyway, so I was able to uh, like pull the shard out of the portal to, and, and then the portal was starting to heal itself. But then there was it hadn't like a hundred percent healed itself back up yet, and like then a hand punched its way through from the abyss, an arm, an arm with a crocodile for a hand, um, and it it grabbed Crag. And, like, shook him around and poured all these vapors into his head and, like, repossessed, like, possessed him. And then tossed Craig through a portal. Because Craig, actually, when I was, when I was getting rid of the shard, Craig seemed like it really hurt him when I destroyed the shard. And I think it was maybe, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like, wonky feeling, but maybe I was getting rid of some of the evil in him. And, like, he Hmm. seemed like he was ready to kind of, like turn everything around and that's when this arm punched through and grabbed him and was like our job's not done with you or or something like that and then like poured vapors into his head and sent him on his way and then it was about to kill me and then a giant blue hand with an actual hand hand uh was like no you're not gonna kill her and then touched me on the forehead and then i woke up here that's a lot yeah, I think I met God. Maybe. Well, there's a bit to unpack. Let me, uh, you you know what that arm was the the alligator the crocodile one, right? I think it's 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 one of the devils, one of the arch three, right? Yeah. Which one is it again? 
he pulls a book out of his pack, flips through it, and opens up a page that has like sketches of of archdevil idols and points at one. Ugh. And it's uh, a figure that looks generally humanoid, but has four arms, and two of them are normal arms, and they're holding big sickles, and to the two lower ones, and in crocodile hands. And he says, "That's uh, that was Zarnavon, I believe." Uh, so that's incredibly lucky that you're not, you know, dead and your soul devoured. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to be, for sure. But also, it was weird because as the portal was, he- like, the arm punched through, it was almost like punching through a, a pane of glass because, you know, where where the hand had, where the arm punched through, like, the portal was, like, burning its arm and and still, like, healing and like squeezing shut around it so maybe if i'd been able to zip and dodge the portal would have been able to seal and like i don't know cut the arm off i don't even know if that's possible but no it it was really lucky it sounds like maybe they knew their plan wasn't going to work the way they intended to so they had to take some uh, drastic action have a contingency plan yeah I guess that explains some things. Um, that blue hand. I think I. I don't know if you met uh, God, so to speak. Uh, but you, you, devas are typically their rawest, purest form depicted with blue skin in the few sightings of them that uh, that people have had. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. I'm a scholar. I. I. I didn't know. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if I actually saw Crastus. I think you might have. Oh, that's, I've never, I never even really think of him in, in his, his, you know, angelic form because oh. I just think of him as an angelical cat. So, um, I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh. Wow. I wasn't sure if I would ever, you know, hear from him again after he healed me or, you know, interact with him. So. That gives me a lot of that gives me a lot of comfort. Yeah, that's uh, you've had a lot going on. Um, yeah, and so it definitely felt like a lot longer than just one day. So that's again, I guess, kind of like with Plane of Water, time is weird. Yeah, well, that answers some of my questions because when you left, it seemed like Craig was ready to end the war. Yeah. You know, sign a, sign a treaty after you two did what you did. But um, I've heard whisperings that stuff is happening. Okay. And I think the aggression has been ramped Escalated. up a little bit. Okay. So I guess that kind of kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, because I'm I think he I think he would have signed. I think he would have made peace. You know, as much as he could have. And I th- I think this only... the, the re- I mean, I don't know why they would have, you know, kind of poured these vapors back into him if he was still going to do their will. It must have been... You know, he, they must have felt that he was going back on their deal, so to speak, that they kind of had to take, you know, this more drastic action. Well... Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, tell you what, you finish up eating and you can get the 
changed and and equipped up and I'll be out in the hall. Sounds uh, good. Just come on out and we'll uh, go to where we need to go next. Sounds good. All right, I'll, All right. I'll see you in a few minutes. Sounds good. Thanks for thanks for always being here. Yeah. Thanks for coming back alive. <laughs> it doesn't seem like I had th- that that much to do with it, but hey, <laughs> glad I'll that I am. Take what take what we can get. All yeah. right. All right. I'll I'll see you in a bit. And he uh, walks out. Door closes behind you. Okay. She's going to kind of put her hand on uh, the belt that's across her knees, and also put the uh, the staff bundle also across her knees. And she's going to close her eyes, and she's going to go into. Um, you know, the realm of, of the dragon souls. Okay. And she's going to be like, Hey, it's, it's good to, to be here and to be able to talk to you guys again. Uh, yeah, you pop out into this void that's sort of separated in equal parts into three shades, green, blue, and a whitish gray. Each of the dragons is, Sitting there in their respective sector, reclining. Uh, Fulmis is just kind of lying on the floor, her her head wrapped around by her tail and just kind of slumbering. Uh, is pacing back and forth, and Akrila is just kind of sitting like a weirdo on his on his hind legs, <laughs> kind of like sitting like a person but as a dragon. Oh my gosh, I love is so totally my favorite. And yeah, you pop back in. Fulmis lifts her head, and uh, Jisolka kind of whips his small humanoid head around to look at you, and Akrila bends his green snout down and says, Oi, it's been a bit. It has. Glad to see you're all right. I'm, I'm glad to be all right, and again, thank you all for, for the power that you, uh, you know, helped give me so that I survived. Um, I, don't, I don't have a whole, whole lot of time, but um, I wanted to ask about... Um, your your final sibling, the the black dragon, because I noticed that, he, that it was in a shield with Crag, and I wanted, kind of wanted to know if you had a thought about what power they might have given Crag. Well, Aquila bends down. That there is our other sister, Venerice, the black. She's, uh, perhaps the most unfriendly of the lot, if you can believe that. that- Nods over to Jasolka. Uh, I mean, well, you know about black dragons, right? They're, uh- I, I mean, not really, because there's only ever been one, and that was Fair thousands enough. of years ago. Uh, that girl is poison. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, she's, uh... Uh, her breath's poison, and okay. it, that kind of uh, says what it needs to say about her personality without being a cliche. Oh, that's okay. That's kind of too bad. Well, I mean, the full niece is no uh, sunshine either. We all we all have our flaws. No, yeah, I mean, we, we could get along with her, but uh, you didn't want to cross that one for sure. Okay. Just kind of... Uh, inscrutable, really. Maybe she's a big softy on the inside, but she usually put up a hard exterior. So what... It, you know, she was in the form of a, a shield, and what what sort of thing do you think... Because I know that you three have all, you know, given me some sort of 
you know, innate magic from being, you know, connected with you? What what do you think that she could have given to Crag? Well, she probably gave Crag a crazy hoy AC. Oh, okay. And some other minor buffs, but I can't really speak to the details of that. Okay, interesting. Okay. Okay, well, that's good to know because, I mean... It would be interesting to, to talk to her again. I wonder what the multiple thousands of years of exile has done to her personality. It'd be nice for all of you to be able to, all five of you, be able to talk. That, that would be, that's the dream there, yeah. mate. And I really hope that, were you able to kind of see what was happening there in the shadow plane right there? Yeah, more or less, yeah. What, what you uh, sense, we sense for the most part. Okay. Well, I just hope that all of that pouring of the, you know, literal devilish fumes into Crag didn't further poison her mind, if you will. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, Ignorox. we'll see. Ignorox was always a bit of a one with a temper. So who knows what's uh, what's going on there. Yeah. Just have to, to find out, I guess. Okay. Well, I just wanted to check in because I know I've been been out f- kind of out of it for a couple days and I know that we're going to be going you know back in diving right back in as it were indeed so just wanted to kind of check in and uh, you know before I gear up so well again we're glad you're alive uh you know it would have been a that that elf's okay but okay I don't know how to say okay in this accent <laughs> but uh I I think I don't want to uh you're, you're, uh, we like you. Well, at least I, I can speak for myself and for Mrs. Lake. You'll do. And just, I just kind of lifts an eyebrow. As much as it is weird to say, I have come to like you three as well. Chisoka steps forward, closer to you, leans in, and says, I feel like our time, or at least the uh, time of your need of us, is coming to a close this feels like we're approaching the end and I have I must note that our bargain is still unfulfilled that is true Uh, let me see what the scoop is after meeting with the governor and what it is we're about to face and then we can go from there fair enough but you've kept me waiting for quite some time and I have been nothing but Cooperative, if a little bit, uh, you know, frustrating. Frustrating. A bit of a of a pain in the behind. Well, I have given you unfettered access to my knowledge. True. It's in the grand scheme of things, it's been only you know a few months that we've even known that I even knew of you and existed. So, in the grand scheme of things, time moves differently for us. We've known you quite some time now. I'm just saying that it would be a shame if my strength were to leave you at the most inopportune moment. I have not forgotten, Jazulka. He twists his mustache and turns and stalks off to the back and for me says, Don't mind him. We'll finish this. And then perhaps we can talk about what is to be done with us after you've rescued our last brother and sister I think that would be I. that's yeah I don't know what will happen then 
I hope I'll be around here to ma- help make a decision or, or, or whatever. But at this point, I don't even know how much we'll survive. We will see. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I guess I should get going. So Hail the conquering hero. <laughs> Go I'm to not, it. Go I'm to not, it, love. I'm not again. Okay, not. Sounds not like a war conqueror. is brewing. Not, not a conqueror. Sounds like war is brewing. And You're going to have to conquer before before the end of this, methinks. And she will step out of the out of the fog. You pop out. <laughs> and you are back in your hotel room. All right. Hotel, hospital. Hospital, yeah. Um she will get all geared back up. Uh, it will probably feels really nice to like be clean and mm-hmm. have you know a clean tunic and 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 stuff like that and like clean socks. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll get you know she'll put her her ever ice breastplate back on and and her her boots and all of all of those things that have helped her um, on her quest so far. And she will uh, step out into the hall and looking at Carhoon be like, I want to say goodbye to my family just one more time before we head out. Okay, uh, I think they're they're in a room down here, and he leads you down the hallway, and there's another set of rooms which your family is kind of uh, requisitioned to. Okay, your legs feel kind of wobbly as you get up and put your stuff on and walk down yeah. the hall. You haven't used them in four days. Your arms are kind of pins and needles, yeah. but after a a few minutes, you kind of walk most of the rest off. Uh, you pop in the room, and they're all kind of it's. Probably like, you know, a couple of beds lined up mm-hmm. and, and some chairs and stuff that they can... Like a suite, basically. Yeah. A little less, you know, than a suite, but a, a few beds, a few chairs, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that they can lie down and stand up and, and move around, do some PT, stuff like that. Nice. Uh, they all see you walk in, uh, all, all dressed up in your, in your fancy armor and your fancy dragon stuff and anthony's like i wish they'd let me get out of this place i feel like i've been stuck here forever i mean you've been through you've been through a lot anthony i mean it's it's understandable that you need to regain your strength because you're not going to be it's not going to be good for anyone if you go out there at half your strength and then you know sis i'm not an idiot I, i know what i've been through and i know you've been through ten times worse than that well so if if you're getting back out there what am i still doing here I mean, we might just have different roles to play. So that means that we have to go back out there at different times. So. But I just wanted to pop by and say, you know, bye again to you all. Um, And it's so good to see you all and to see you all healthy and safe. Um, And again, I'm so sorry that you guys had to, we were all pulled into this because of me. Um, But I'm glad that nothing worse happened and just wanted to say not necessarily you know goodbye but see you later and see you soon uh yeah they they all stand up and approach you and uh your mother comes up and hugs you first and mm-hmm. she says i'm as scared as we are for you we are very proud of what you've become and what you are doing for us and for everyone but please take care of yourself and come back to us after all this is done. I will. I promise. Anthony comes up, puts his hand out, grabs you by the wrist and that thing that cool people do. Yeah, that like cool, not handshake, but like the forearm grab, shake. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I really do hope I see you out there as soon as these 
doctors let me go. I hope so too. I don't know who else. I mean, you're one of the people I want having my back for sure. I know I can count on you. Good luck. Thank you. You too. Uh, your father comes up, hugs you, uh, and whispers in your ear. He just says, you know, be careful. We all love you. And I, I can't lose. And he trails off and squeezes you and then uh, kind of well, releases you and, and, and turns away. Yeah. But before he lets me go, I'll be like, I promise I'll come back, Dad. I'm going. I'm going to come back. I promise. And then Celia comes up and she's a bit shorter than you probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes up to you and looks at you, grabs your hand to squeeze them and doesn't really say anything, but just looks at you. Yeah. I'm going to, and then I kind of put my hands with her hands over it on either side of her, of her head and like put my forehead on hers and be like, you have such inner strength in you. And I leave the family in your hands, look after them. And, you know, you always had, had insight, you know, I'd always cut through any lie I was trying to tell you. So. I feel confident leaving them with you and I'll be back. She nods, squeezes your hand and then steps back. All right, everyone. I unfortunately got to have to skedaddle, but I'll be back and we'll all be able to go home sometime. And you head back out? Mm Mm-hmm. Karnoon's waiting for you in the hall. I feel bad you have to leave them again, but I think we're getting close to the end here. I'd rather leave them more quickly now so that we can, you know, get back to being together, you know, permanently. uh, That sort of thing. Well, we've got to, uh, we've got a a standing invitation to the Citadel. You really, I'm just kind of tagging along for the ride. Well, (laughs) we we come as a, we come as a, you know, box set type of thing. All right. Um, yeah. So I'll we can we can head out there. Yeah, I think that I think that's wise. Uh, so Carhoon leads you down the hall to a stairwell to the first floor of this temple that you've probably you've been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and outside, it's a nice sunny day, a cool breeze blowing through the streets, and he, the two of you start navigating towards the uh, citadel in the center of the city, which isn't far from the temple. So you get the, you know, the stiffness out of your legs as the two of you walk down the street. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of sparse. There aren't people on the streets. There are guards patrolling. Some of the windows look a bit derelict. Uh, some some of the more non-essential businesses have have hit some hard times here uh but you come to the the citadel sand standing in the center of the city in this enormous courtyard it leads you up to one of the legs of it which have the entrances and the two of you have a brief conversation with the guards outside and you introduce yourselves and say you know i'm blah 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 and we have you know an invitation for the governor and they part and let you through and and someone takes you up 
several, several stories and your legs probably start to burn oh, a little bit yeah. as you're just walking up staircase after staircase after staircase after not having walked for four days. Yeah, this is not a nice leisurely recovery period. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, you try by fire. Yeah. Fire in my calves. <laughs> <laughs> you're led into a kind of like a big conference room eventually. There's a big wooden table in the center spread with maps and papers and various, you know, books and journals and things like that. Standing behind it, talking and like pointing at various things are two people you recognize as Governor Hakon and uh, Grisham of Owlbear, the hero of Stagpine. As you enter and the guards kind of leave you, the two of them look up and Hakon says, Ah, oh, you, it's, I'm glad you've woken. It's uh, it's good to see you. It's good to good to be here. Although, under, we we always seem to meet under less than pleasant circumstances. So, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad you're here, though. Uh, we've got some developments that maybe you can shed some light onto, and and I think we're gonna. Okay. We're going to need your help. Okay. Yeah. Tell me, tell me everything that's happened. He uh, stands up, kind of stretches his back after he'd been hunched over the table for who knows how long. And so starts pacing back and forth, and he says, well, I'm sorry. First of all, we couldn't offer you uh, more time to recover. I understand you've been unconscious for a long time, and under normal circumstances, uh, we'd, we'd, you know, leave you to, to the, the clerics who know what they're doing. Unfortunately, desperate times and desperate measures and all that, so we, we really can't spare you in this case um understandable it's extenuating circumstances right now i want to thank you for your time in lake ansel yeah i'd love to hear about how you escaped from captivity but unfortunately we have more pressing matters okay right now (sighs) well to cut to the chase about three days ago our network of Spies and scouts spread across this land, got word back to us that the forces of the Dragonblood armies in the east are starting to mobilize. We believe, and this was confirmed about a day later, that they are beginning a march toward the west. That is, us. We also believe that this means that uh, our good friend Craig is preparing for his final assault on the last bastion of freedom in Moir. That is, again, us. We do not have much time. If those armies get to us, there's not much we'll be able to do except have a valiant last stand before we're all killed. So that means we have to hit them before they can hit us. (sighs) So the armies gathered here are uh, preparing to move out our hands unfortunately are forced as much as we would like to take a bit more time to prepare and strategize and gather what uh, forces we may we do not have that luxury anymore now the information you gathered from like ansel as well as the uh clerics you managed to smuggle out handy trick that was <laughs> looks at the two of you will help us Uh, It would have been nice to have the entirety of uh, a little bit more information or a few more clerics, but you know what? Uh, We will take what we can get and and the the amount you have brought back. Again, really, really interesting. I've never seen a... Anyways. (laughs) 
You haven't seen a whole lot. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. There's, you, yeah, it you would two take. have a lot of secrets and yeah. surprises, it sounds like. So we are preparing for our final uh, stand, really. Hopefully it will end in victory. But if not, at least the uh, history books may recount us that we died with honor. <laughs> Although hopefully we can live with honor. Uh, Grisham here is going to... Uh, give you the finer points of of what our plan is and how you're going to fit into that plan and he steps back and this big burly man steps over this is it's good to see you again again unfortunately bad times but hopefully we can put something together and we can end this war on our terms once and for all Mm -hmm. as governor hakon has told you the forces of the drag bloods are marching toward us, which means we only have a few days to get out ahead of them before we are hopelessly outnumbered. So, our plan is, we've really got three stages to this. We effectively need to mount an assault on their stronghold of Grundikov before that army can pass through the mountain. Okay. So they're still on the other side. They're still on the other side. Okay. It does take a while for armies to march. Yeah. And they're coming all the way from gathering their forces that invade in Illustria, the forces that still remain in Dirkmont, the mercenaries, and, and what remains outside of Malik are all okay. rejoining and heading our direction. Do you have any information or intelligence about where Crag is? We don't, but it does seem... We got this news about three days ago, which means he's been pulling some strings. We were at a stalemate for the longest time, so something... uh, I don't know why he's chosen now, but he has chosen now, and we have to respond. Effectively, our strategy is going to be broken down into three stages. The first of which is we need our armies to break out of the defenses surrounding Stagpine. Mm Mm-hmm. As it stands, the Dragonblood forces are holding us at the Foxtail River. It's a natural choke point formed between the Fanic Woods and the Bone Splinter Bog, both of which are too thick and treacherous to march armies through. This will be a difficult fight. Their operating station is the village of Arkans Crossing, which they have uh, taken over some time ago, and they're holding a front not far from there. Unfortunately, we don't have many strategic upper hands in this case. It'll basically come down to a full frontal assault, and hopefully we can throw a haymaker that they can't recover from in time. Our only hope lies in surprise. If we can catch them without uh, them being fully prepared, hopefully we can break through. So, our armies are gathered... We're marching at dawn. This is our first step. If we can break through the defenses surrounding Sagpine, retake Arkans Crossing, and push the forces back, our next step will be to retake Lake Ansel. Mm -hmm. The clerics you have rescued will be vital in ensuring that our casualties are not too high in the first stage, but if we are to mount a full assault on Grunikov, more are needed which means Lake Ansel is the next strategic necessity. After we break through Arkans Crossing, our forces will march southeast towards the town. 
Now, here we do have a bit of an upper hand as we speak. Our navy is sailing around the cusp of Moir oh, and great. we'll be waiting at the mouth of the river Ansel. When we are in position, they will sail upriver and we can perform a pincer maneuver, assailing them with our armies on the land and mounting an assault from the beaches to the south. Hopefully with this. Uh, this will prove with our, our naval reinforcements, this will be a quick and decisive victory. We will need it to be. Once we've secured Lake Ansel and rescued the, the people and the clerics there, we will regroup and mount our final assault on Grundikov. Now, even if those two previous objectives go off without a hitch, this will be an enormous undertaking. Ask any dwarf, Grundikov is well fortified and nigh impenetrable. It took years for the Dragonblood forces to break through. So hopefully we can accomplish this before the bulk of their forces have regrouped in that tunnel. We will throw everything we have at that tunnel. But you, if you're agreeable to it, and we really need you to be agreeable to it, will lead a small force up the mountain to infiltrate the palace, where, if Crag is not... At least you will be able to work your way down from above, hopefully infiltrating the city. If we can cut the head off the snake, you know the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's our, that's our last hope, really. We okay. have to uh, do this, and we have to do this soon. As I said, we march at dawn, and I have uh, two fine horses set aside for the two of you. I think it would bolster the troop spirits. Uh, stories of your exploits have gotten around and seeing you riding out in front would uh would be quite a boon i will i will do that and i'm glad to lift spirits if just my presence can be there so we anticipate the the armies of uh the dragon blood will be here in three days is that what not necessarily no no okay where it's unclear unclear okay they're marching with haste, but not a, a breakneck speed, so perhaps we may have a week. Okay. I, I don't know where I got the three days. Well, they started moving three days ago. That's where I got it. Our forces are assembled. We uh, managed to collect a, a reasonable number of the Illustrians who managed to escape through their magical means. Uh, it would be nice to have more, but at this point we don't have any more time. Do you have any way of communicating with... I know communication's always been an issue, but if there's any way that we could tell the folks in Malik, maybe they could, you know, strike out as the rear as the armies are streaming out of Dirkmont. And- we, we have spies and we have a network and if there is any help to lend they will lend it but unfortunately their last fight left them largely depleted i don't think we can count on them for help okay so that's our plan okay i'd say prepare yourselves where we're moving out in the morning i'll ride with you First all at light. dawn well that that about covers it um what time is it now, approximately? Like, what time did I wake up? It's probably mid-afternoon. Okay. So you've got a couple hours. Okay. Is there some place that I can just 
kind of get some rest before heading out because I'm still a little bit wobbly on my feet. We have suites for visiting dignitaries that uh, are set aside for the two of you. That'd be great. Thank you. Eat, drink for tomorrow. We may die. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, don't drink too much. We can't have you hungover. Uh, yes. Drink lots of water. Drink lots of... Stay hydrated. <laughs> so that tomorrow we can fight and live. Eat green vegetables. Nothing too heavy. Nothing too heavy. Not, lots of protein. Lots of lots of protein. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you out there. Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll have some, some people fill you in on the details. But uh, okay, yes, please go. Make your peace. Do what you need to do. Because who knows what could happen as soon as we set out. Thank you for... Letting me know what the lay of the land is and for Moir. For Moir, uh, you're dismissed. Looking forward to seeing you. And she'll nod and kind of head towards the door. Carhoon follows you and the two of the, the governor and, and Grisham start, uh, you know, continue kind of mumbling back and forth about, you know, various strategies and mm-hmm. last minute details. Provisions, Provisions and numbers yeah, of... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Military mumbo jumbo. Uh, Carhoon and you step out into the hallway and, uh, sort of, uh, you know, a page kind of leads you to the rooms you've been given and, you know, tells you about, you know, we've got these horses in the stables for you. They lay out, um, you know, should you, they've, they've got food, they've got beverages, they've got, uh, you know, they inform you where the smiths are, if you need weapons or armor or things sharpened mm-hmm. or, you know, fletchers for arrows or, you know, things like that and leave you to it. You've got the day to prepare for the impending battle, but we are going to pick up there next episode and you can go ahead and level up. In yes! fact, I think I might give you. <gasps> it's been so long because it's been a long time Yay! so i think we're gonna crank you up to 12 up to 12 baby <laughs> oh my gosh that's so exciting which really isn't uh, all things considered it's not that much because you'll get a new level of spells and an ability score increase yeah so let's yeah I think not that's too, too fair. Well. awesome well that's very very exciting pop pop awesome i mean it makes sense i was t- you know five, confronted a devil got a lot of experience yeah a lot happened <laughs> Fought and fallen a lot angels. happened. A lot happened. So, all right. All right. So, sounds good. I will take us out then. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard in the past hour or so, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. We also wanted to let you know that our giveaway celebrating our 100th uh, episode is going to conclude on January 30th. Uh, This should be coming out the Wednesday prior to that, so make sure you check out our social media pages on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at anddiepodcast to get info on how to enter. We have some amazing, amazing things that you could win. Uh, Some handmade custom dice by D20, an amazing uh, uh, commission of your original character or yourself, Uh, and it's just really... It's a really great pot, which I would love to keep for myself, but unfortunately, that's not the rules. Um, all right, and if you want to submit crit cards, those are again. Keep them coming, folks. Keep them coming. Uh, you can submit those on our website, memyspouseanddie.com, or via email, just memyspouseanddie at gmail.com. All righty, folks. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>